0: What's up, everybody? You're here on KUCI 88.9 FM with Miguel Alejandro, and I'm here with Uli and Raúl from Ozomatli. How you guys doing today?
1: Really good, man. How Woo! you doing?
2: How you doing, Miguel? Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing real good. Nice. Yeah, and they got uh, a okay. what was it? Fido? No, Frito. 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 Like the chip? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Frito. Frito.
0: Yeah, Fritos. Uh, their their dog is uh, here chilling in the studio. It's a really yeah, hot yeah. studio, but. I guess that's what what happens in uh, SoCal when it finally turns to spring.
2: Well, you just bring your dogs everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, you can't leave them outside. You know, we're yeah. in the car. Yeah. All right, so Ozamatli, you are from LA. Tell me a little bit about yourselves and the band.
2: Well, the band is a 22-year-old band from LA. Um, we, you know, started mid '90s. Um, started out of a labor dispute. Um, mm-hmm. And it was crazy because the first shows were all basically benefits for various causes. And uh, that was kind of our thing. And then about a year into it, um, we started doing a lot of, uh, like, residencies in various Hollywood clubs. Mm -hmm. That's where kind of, like, I guess the industry kind of learned about us. Um, We were very kind of, like, out-of-the-box band, you know, so it was kind of, I think, for a lot of just general music industry stuff it's like what box do you put Ozomatli in it's kind of hard and we were definitely breaking the mold as far as like language was concerned a lot of our music was bilingual mm-hmm. and stylistically too um so but we got signed and and you know and we've been able to you know, feed ourselves playing music. It's a blessing. You know, we've toured over 50-something countries. We were cultural ambassadors. We've won Grammys. Right. We've won all these things and, and uh, got a lot of critical acclaim. And, and um, it's it's a blessing to be still a group and still creating music.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, like, when it when you're talking about a 22-year run, you think of bands like, you know, Cafeta Cuba or, like, bands that have been around forever. And you guys have been around, like, like you said, since the mid-'90s. Um, so you said you started out uh, as a band playing at a labor dispute so you know it was just May Day Um, what what was the labor dispute what was the origin of it well
2: um, interesting what it was is post riots LA Mm -hmm. um, there was an organization called the California Conservation Corps which is pretty famous you know yeah and post riots LA they hired a lot of kids to like clean up graffiti you know do all kinds of work and what happened was is that um um this particular group of workers were actually part of a, like an earthquake preparedness play. And mm-hmm. it was Will Dog, our original bassist, and our original drummer, Anton, that were part of this. Yeah. Now, amongst them, they realized, I think, that the, the workers were kind of getting shafted in the sense that they were not allowing them to get certain benefits, not letting them work enough to get their benefits and yeah. stuff like that. They decided to form a union... And in that trying, in that in that attempt, the the higher ups found out and fired them all. Wow. So as a form of protest, they did they did a sit in protest in the building that was like run by the Conservation Corps yeah. in downtown L. A. And um, the the crazy part is obviously like here's this organization that's supposed to give jobs to kids and whatnot, and they're in this labor dispute now with kids. Yeah. So it looked kind of bad, and through a mediation process, they got to keep the—they lost their jobs, but they got to keep the, the lease of the building for the rest of whatever time they had to do whatever they wanted with the building, essentially. Yeah. They renamed the building the Peace and Justice Center and turned it into kind of like a art center slash community center slash— uh, people were living there. There was a cafe in there. There was a band rehearsals dance rehearsals graffiti art Skateboard ramps in the back it wow. turned it into like this because back in the day in downtown LA there wasn't much going on mm-hmm. and this was just super cool and uh, Will Dog just started calling all his friends and and people just ended up showing up to help support this spot
0: man That's, that's really cool. Yeah, and I know and I, uh, I saw in the LA Times It was just the 25th anniversary of the riots. Yeah so I know you kind of going off that um, you guys seem pretty politically politically conscious do you guys remember them?
1: I was out of town when it actually happened I was in college in Sacramento but I remember watching it on TV and I remember the kind of different attitudes about it Yeah, you know people why are you why would they burn their own home down or, or their own businesses or well there are not their own businesses yeah their own homes. <laughs> I think just kind of underst- understanding that Everyone has a different perspective about those types of events. And me being from Los Angeles, you know, I think I've... Growing up in (coughs) Boyle Heights, you know, I was sympathetic and sympathetic Mm -hmm. and and still am with people who, you know, we... we, There's so many communities in this country, in this world, they don't have ownership of stuff. And, you know, the the kind of the way resources get dispersed um, through a long history of ownership a long history of stealing Mm -hmm. you know there's not a better word for it Uh, a long history of of you know kind of a economic and racial discriminations that don't allow they make it harder for for many groups to kind of if you don't have capital to start with you just don't have cash it's really hard to own stuff in this world and and i think that the conflict that arose out of that and the reaction specifically to rodney king you know, that anger was just you know and yeah um, so you know and it's still happening today it's happening all over the world mm-hmm. so I think you know I don't I, and when I look at history I don't think that those f- that battle ever changes mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to um, I always refer to like uh, the Kurt Vonnegut quote of choosing to be a destroyer or a creator uh-huh. and um, you know, we have that choice for the rest of our lives, and I think what people are battling politically now and and fighting, you know, the the ones who want like change now, I I get it, but it's also it's a long term. Mm-hmm. You know, the activists and and the people that I have a tendency to kind of really admire and look up to are the the people who have been in it for many years, because I think that is that the long term is kind of how you get stuff done.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah on on kind of a similar note, uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago I had. An activist um, on the show from Kiwa, the Koreatown um, Workers Alliance. Mm-hmm. And they came in and talked a little bit about the LA riots, too, because Koreatown was one of the places that was the most affected.
1: Yeah, well there was a lot. And there was a lot of black and uh, Korean issues that came up. Yeah. African American versus Korean, which, you know, to this day, uh, tensions, because they were owners <coughs> of of certain businesses. Yeah. And. and uh, there was a certain kind of like conflict i think in that dynamic mm-hmm. for sure yeah
2: i was actually in high school at the time and i remember just like there was a e- emergency assembly you know yeah and i in my head i already knew what was about to go down because when the verdict came down not guilty yeah it was just such a disgraceful kind of in your face we don't give a f- what you think these guys are going to get off yeah and that immediately in my head i was like dude this, sh- this sh- is going to hit the fan so there's this emergency assembly they're all like you know if you live in certain areas you might want to stay here like i remember one of my homies was like oh yo i have to sleep on campus yeah. cuz you know he Man. yeah it was it was messed up cuz i went to a kind of a funky art school in cal state la yeah So for me, I was just shooting down the 710 and going head and bell, you know, like whatever. But for the homie, I remember he was like, oh, I got to stay here. And then so, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, animosity towards the LAPD about what went down. And then it was interesting, too. Was the how, the development of it all? Because at first I think there was some pretty righteous anger, yeah. especially at Parker Center. You know, Will Dog was up in there. I remember he was he, our bass player was at the protest, and then there was you know ov- obviously the aftermath, the opportunism, or just the whatever's about it. If it's all going down, you know, and uh, whether you know it was like looting or random acts of violence going on. Mm. But one of the things I'll never forget was the line of cops. That was uh, protecting La Cienega to not let anybody get up into the rich areas.
0: Oh, like the West Hollywood yeah, and Beverly. Uh,
2: Beverly Hills. It was like a militarized perimeter. Yeah,
0: it was like Beverly yeah. Hills.
2: So it's like, let the city burn and let just everything hit the fan. But this little area, yeah. don't you dare come in here. So it, that that resonated in my head forever. Like, oh, dang. So the cops are really protecting them like that, you know? Yeah. And and you know whether you want to call it kind of like a class warfare kind of thing or like whatever, the economic disparity of what is United States, the, it was an obvious right there, it was really obvious yeah. right
0: there. Yeah. It know? was like the income inequality Symbolized by that line of cops around Beverly Hills.
2: I mean, you know, just a block away from Beverly Hills, they're like, you know, like looting and whatever's and whatever. But right there, that was the line, you know, like, and, you know, I mean, some people might say that, like, if there was any place to loot, would be Rodeo Drive. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's let's loot the Gucci store. Yeah. You know, like whatever's. Not not the But, 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 hey, but, you know, that's how it is, you know.
1: I be the jacket.
0: Super fine yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> man okay. yeah $500 t-shirt no pro club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean this is the kind of stuff you know cuz I'm uh, trying to minor in of studies and this is the kind of stuff we learn about you know in, in books and stuff but hearing it firsthand is, is different you know when, when you're saying stuff like this where the cops were actively protecting these like rich areas but not giving a you know damn mm-hmm. about the other areas that's like what kind I of. I mean, resumes. I think
1: it's it's like that when there's no riot, so yeah, you know. yeah, <laughs> man, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it was just really obvious at that moment. Yeah, I mean, I understand like the kind of, especially as a high school student, like seeing that and really getting a specific experience that really sets it all in your head, like, yeah. oh, wow, this is how it goes down, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's good to know that you know there's people in in LA who are still kind of, uh, I guess. Not if not mad about it, just kind of like knowing about there's it
1: there's tons man there's tons of people who have been doing work since before we came around, and there's tons mm-hmm. of p- newer young people who are doing work that is valid, that is meaningful, that is important um, you know, so it's all there and and I think uh we just you know we we were of that like minded kind of like uh, you know uh, artists lefty artists groups yeah. that that are still around you know mm-hmm. and I think there's more there's kind of more it's a little bit more established even into the mainstream I think which is cool with other bands I mean musically you know for sure there's bands like Chicano Batman who are doing really well right now there's bands like Santa Cecilia yeah um, bands like La, Las Cafeteras there's all kinds of who are doing stuff outside of LA which I think is is really important to kind of like I mean there's people like all that we came up with but there's n- there's younger bands that are doing their thing and mm-hmm. kind of wrapping that a certain perspective which kind of is in line with with some of the stuff that we came up with
0: yeah so kind of going off what what you're saying because um, a lot of the stuff we play here at K C I is like new and up and coming artists yeah. yeah. So do you guys have like any recommendations of like you said Las Cafeteras and Santa Cecilia? Any like who newer are like bands? Who like Latino
1: or who just anybody? Just
0: anybody from LA who you guys you know want from LA? Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean the bi- well p- I mean I don't know. I mean one <coughs> of my favorite bands are. F- I haven't heard a lot of their newer stuff, but like Run the Jewels. Ooh. I love that band. Yeah. You know? And um, <coughs> let's see who else. I mean there, I like all kinds of music though. You know, yeah. for me like there's a singer songwriter who I, I've known as a kid. We actually got to play with the locks, of the name uh, Phoebe Bridgers, who does really amazing uh, kind of like singer-songwriter mm-hmm. stuff, another guy like uh, kind of in that vein named, I think his name is Ethan Gruska, who used to be in the Bell Brigade. Mm-hmm. So I have I tendency to like all types of music, and um, I think I just, I just grew up that way with my family, listening to all kinds of different things in the house. How about you, Uli? Um
2: <laughs> as far as new stuff like I, I I've been digging the the the, uh, the Commons and there's the like commons, a huge, yeah. you know um yeah, there's all these like s- uh, dope ska bands from from LA to yeah. you know you name it delirians you, all these bands you know that are always coming up so um um I I think that that all that's dope you know and I mean especially now um where we might not be like the elder statesmen's we're still now kind of up there, you mm-hmm. know. Like That's Los Lobos. Yeah, that's Los Lobos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Those Lobos are uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old yeah, days. they
2: they're definitely there they are deals, better. you know? Yeah. And we're that the then the generation after that and then now there's all these uh, new generations, you mm-hmm. know. And um it's so a good thing. it's a good thing. You know, we're all I mean for for us Ozo Motley, we've always been down for like any kind of youth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Bands, music, um culture, you know. We feel like at least personally, I feel like um, that's the energy that you need to tap into sometimes, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it's, you know, like Tupac said, I think he said, like, you know, it's the people out there protesting and stuff, right? People, you know, under 30. It's like, you know.
2: Yeah. Right. And it's usually, the like... <coughs> um, the backbone to like historically to like most revolutions around the world it's always been like the younger generations yeah. it's that impatience mm-hmm. where we're kind of like alright we're gonna we're in this for the marathon yeah wait know, it out the kids are like nah we want this now yeah and that's cool Let's get it, kid. You know, like, yeah. but in the back of my head, I'm I'm still pacing, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> I I know that sooner or later something might not happen, right? And it's cool because that's the thing too. It's like sometimes when we're impatient and if things don't go our way, we get you know kind of you know flustered and not you know ah well then f it you know yeah where it, but I appreciate that energy though still that that demand that want that if things are not right let's make it right you know.
0: Yeah, and like you guys said, it's it's not something that can change now. It's like if you're in it, you got to be in it for the long run. You know, you guys said been doing this for 22 years, yeah. and there's orgs out there who've been doing it for like, you know a lot longer than you yeah. keep doing it for a long time. Yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: yeah. It's
2: I mean, imagine how Harry Belafonte
1: feels. He's I know I mean that you know he, and, but he, and he's <laughs> super inspired. I got lucky to meet him once, but I've seen him lately with some of the things that have been going on. He's super inspired, which is still which is cool, you know, to see as you know just like an activist artist. yeah in yeah cr- incredible story yeah. he had yeah mm-hmm.
0: so let's talk about a little bit about your music um and like you guys said it can't really be put in the box it's like you know if you listen to an Ozamali album one minute it's rap mm-hmm. one minute it's rock and one minute it's mm-hmm. cumbia mm-hmm. so uh if if someone had to like come up to you and say what does your band sound like so, like someone you never met before from another mm-hmm. country what would you tell them
1: I always say that A very easy thing I say to them Is just so that They kind of get That we're like A groove Dance band With you know Some color in it Is like I just say We're like A Latin funk band Okay That's what I say To people Because they seem To get that easy because if I say all the list of things, it just confuses Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we play merengue, we play Colombia, we play Afro-Cuban,
2: bro. We play North African music sometimes. We do this. You know, it's yeah. just too much, maybe. I usually say, hey, uh, you dig Santana? Yeah. Well, think of it kind of like a modern-day version of that, eh? <laughs> you know? Because actually, in a lot of ways, he's <laughs> our musical, like, godfather, too, uh-huh. you know, because... Um, he was blending sounds, you know, all this other stuff, too. And uh, basically an icon for, I think, Chicano and Me- Mexicano musicians, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's one of ours that made it into that pantheon of, of rock legends, you know. Yeah. And um, so I usually say that. But in a lot of ways, like, even that is, uh doesn't completely describe Ozo Motley, you know. There was this old quote that used we used to say that, like, Ozomotli is all the music that comes out of, out of all the different cars when you're stuck in traffic in Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> man. You know, so that's it's a, like there's like that's one car man. playing banda, there's another car playing, you know, um hip hop and there's another car playing reggae, you know. It's that cacophony, that that middle sound where it's kind of like, Whoa, could all of this really blend? And you know, not all of it does blend perfectly, but we're in the lab figuring it out what kind of the sounds kind of flow with each yeah. other and what we feel, you know, is musically kind of like, um, I guess, tasteful. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Yeah, and you guys just put out a single with uh, Slightly Stupid, which yeah. is a reggae band. Yeah. They're really popular mm-hmm. here at yeah. KCI. Yeah, cool. We love them. So,
1: yeah, awesome. Yeah, we toured with them years ago. I mean, we—it's we, the, the interesting thing about us is we've had because of all the kind of eclecticism that we, you know, in our music, we. <sighs> um We've got to play a lot of different shows. You know, we uh-huh. played like straight salsa shows with like Willie Colon in like London. We've played. Wow. We were on the Warp Tour, like playing like straight with punk rock bands. Yeah, you know? Dave Matthews, and, yeah, Stadium. we've played with you know, open up for Dave Matthews all over the country, and so we get all these different calls, and we got a call to do this uh, slightly stupid tour. They have a, a tour every summer, and I think it was us and G Love, and who else? And, you know, we just became friends with us. And I think one of the things that we're proud of, you know, in a way that it, we, I think our level of musicianship is pretty decent, you know, yeah. and, and and at least the understanding of music. And so when you, a lot of times people notice that. So I remember Slightly Super were just like, whoa, like you guys are really doing a lot of stuff, but you really can play and all these different kinds of vibes. And And I think they admired that. And we just, ever since Daniel we run into each other or play shows we've done other things with them and when this idea of this record came up you know that's just coming out it's called Nonstop: Mexico Mm -hmm. to Jamaica we were focusing on Mexican songs primarily Mexican songs new and old and Jamaican styles of music new and old Mm -hmm. and uh You know, it's funny, the particular song we did with Kyle McDonald from Slightly Stupid, one of the the leaders of that band and one of the vocalists. um, I know Willie and I kind of didn't want to do it. You know, it was Mm -hmm. La Bamba. Mainly because we had heard so many versions of it. Yeah. We were like. Everyone has a version of La Bamba. I don't know if you want to do this. Like, everyone does this song. La Bamba, La Chingada. Forget it. And, And. you know what ended up happening it just we we were at the point of creation one of the things we've learned over the years is you know what don't kill the process like before you do it so mm. uh, we, all of us were kind of like okay let's get this let's just throw this down and we made like 22 dem- demos and in that process we were there were covers another thing was like getting other people on these songs like hey let's get some yeah. of our friends and and we had just played a show in Mexico with Kyle with Slightly Stupid, a festival they have down there called Place in the Sun. And it's some resort down there. Actually really cool. And we got to play. And I think we just thought of it because we thought his voice and he would fit. So we gave it to him and he did a great job. We ended up having making a version of La Bamba. That's, uh, and it actually was one of my favorite tunes now, which is funny because I was one of the ones who was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And now it's like La Bamba kind of like What I got out of it was that you know here's this traditional harocho song that many people have done different ways. We made it into like this uh, a a real kind of reggae, early reggae kind of style, Um, and and uh, but there's this surfer element. Yeah, I think that they bring that like that's what he does, Mm -hmm. and all and in my head it was like this is cool because it's like people think that mexicanos don't surf mexicanos do surf yeah and they think that mexicanos don't have beach culture they do have beach culture when you go down there so it's like and even here in la like there's all kinds of like like uh you know we're a part of that as much as anybody yeah and the mythology is that it's just like white boys or something but it's not it's like so many different cultures enjoy this kind of culture and that and that's what i thought i thought of that oh wow there's like these and it's just a funny mix of life that I think we're about. You have, you know, Kyle, who's from down there, Ocean Beach, and yeah. there's that. But then there's, like, us who are playing this, and then there's people who kind of could get into all of it. And so once it was, it, it all wrapped up, it made a lot of sense to me after yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking at the the cover. Yeah. I have it right here on my phone, and mm-hmm. you guys, you know, work with Regulo Caro. Yeah, who, straight banda, who's, yeah, like, super
1: popular. And we just did a show with him uh, yesterday at the Troubadour. Oh, okay. yeah, and sure. and and he and with a banda, and he does uh, a Julieta Venegas song, "Andar You Yeah, it's a great. It came out great, you know. He and he was super hype, and I think for him it just he's so big in his world, you know. Mm-hmm. But but getting into do do different different things, and he's a super cool guy and. That song came out really cool, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: and then you guys also have Juanes on it, which uh, is, like, you know, the other side of the the Latin spectrum uh, yeah. with the, like... Offside. Yeah, yeah. The pop, the pop rock. rock.
2: We actually, um, you know, we've met him through the years, and um, he was kind of, like, always like, oh, zo Motley, you know, he, he dug our music, yeah. you know, which is kind of like, whoa, this guy. Um, and then um, he played L.A., and me and Raul actually showed up and jammed with him on uh-huh. his at his show. And then he went into uh, Cumbia de los Muertos at his show. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. So he started singing our song at his show, <laughs> and people were going bananas, and you're just like, whoa. <laughs> you know? And so he recorded on uh, El Noa Noa, which is a Juan Gabriel yeah, song. Yeah, classic. Huh? Anybody who um, underst- knows Mexican music knows what a huge icon he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: and he played guitar. He played guitar on it, and people don't always know he's a gr- he's a great guitarist. Yeah. Mm. So he he took like he just played electric I guitar. I think he was so an old school metalhead. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I could see it with yeah. the like the
0: long hair. Yeah. You can yeah. see yeah. it like yeah. in like
2: kind of like a Rodrigo and Gabriela. Like yeah. there, like, yeah. you can tell like oh, you guys were into metal, and then you were like, <laughs> nah, let's do something. Let's <laughs> flip yeah. It Have on you
0: guys uh do you guys know about Juanes' like band like in his older days? Like I think it's called Ekimosis or yeah. something. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's like way back when though. yeah. Man, that's cool to hear. Yeah, I, I like how you guys got different sounds and kind of yeah. it. It, go, it goes with your guys' music cause you know. Well,
2: the funny thing is how it just kind of all started too, because we were in the middle of one of our shows. We were playing kind of "Cumbia de los Muertos," and we play a section in the middle of it where we kind of open it up and jam out. It's kind of like a dub reggae kind of vibe going on. Mm-hmm. And one of uh, our singer, I mean, uh, our bass player, Will Dog. You know, he's always had a huge love for. Uh, regional Norteño, Corrido, all that stuff. He loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he started singing Tragos Amargos
0: oh, man, that's over classic. the
2: like chords of this jam. Mm-hmm. And that s- moment of the crowd realizing like, whoa, these are two songs. This is a crazy clash going on. The crowd went nuts. And then Justin, our, our percussionist, was like, you know, maybe this would be a cool idea for an album. Because we've never done covers before. We've never been a covers band. I mean, we've done them here and yeah. there. But we were never like, this is our thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting kind of side project in a lot of ways for Ozo Motley mm-hmm. um, releasing this kind of music, you know?
0: So is so the album uh, like a lot of covers? Or is it like it's all covers, actually. It's all covers, okay. Yeah, it's
2: all covers. And it's all like really famous Mexican songs, old and new. Mm-hmm. But all done in a reggae fashion with the help of Sly and Robbie who are like legendary Jamaican producers.
1: Yeah. Man, that sounds really cool. And um is it out yet? It comes out on May fifth. May fifth. I think that you can get uh La Bamba, the digital download. You can pre order it. We will we I we they made, we actually made CDs and vinyl and uh, and those are uh, you know, at places that still sell that. So um you know, there's a, like there's a lot. We do everything from like volver volver with this yeah. really great band called uh, Las Mariachi Divas, who are amazing, uh, all women uh, mariachi band, like super talented. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of our head. We do a. I really love the version of Edith that we do by Café mm-hmm. de Cuba, which is a very dark kind of like groove song that we created, uh, and, and we do is a version. No, that's a uh, we do a version of uh, Besame Mucho. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. really slow. I think it's really sexy that song. Yeah, it gets yeah, me yeah. going. Once me want to slow it down, that turn the move lights the hips. Down. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing.
2: That melody, we, especially like you know when we play towns where mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of Mexicans and Mexican music isn't that popular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like those two songs, Besame Mucho and La Bamba. The those melodies resonate, and it's yeah everybody knows them. It's it's Herb Albert. Yeah, Herb Albert played trumpet on that track, so it's really cool. Yeah,
0: it's 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 cool that you guys are like you know integrating different elements in it. Like you said, the whole reggae thing. Like, uh, you were talking about the Commons earlier. I've actually had them on the show. I went to their. Yeah, I went to their. Yeah.
1: so much fun! Yeah,
0: I went to their show at the Telegram and they did a, a cover of a uh, Selena. Oh yeah, cool. the Carcancha, oh, Carcancha cool. song, and yeah. I was like, yeah, but it was like punkified, you know? Yeah, like, this is tight. We,
1: on our, on this record, we have a version of Como la Flor that is, uh, it's very sweet and sensitive. Mm. And I think Azure Aj- Azure Aj- did a, uh, it's a rock city version. I think Azure Aj- did a great job of singing that song, like. And um, there's a sensitivity to it that I I think surprised us all just having to come out that way. But it's cool. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And people love it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So kind of like going to the future, uh, I know you guys have worked with a lot of people. Is there anyone you have yet to work with who you'd really like to?
1: Well, we have this concept for the next record that we'd like that you know this to get done, or at least start recording before the end of the year, that's straight funk. Ooh. You know, kind of like old school... 70s, maybe early 80s, like just funk music. And there's elements in that 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 are real representative of uh, that time that we think are relevant today. Not only that type of music, which we've always loved, and I've always wanted for us to make a record like that because I think that's something we can do naturally um, very well, I think, with Mm. the horns and kind of percussive grooves, you know, really memorable bass lines, slanky guitar lines, and... And kind of like group vocals that, uh, you know, there were bands from the Bay Area. There were bands all over uh, Los Angeles, different parts of the country, that were talking about the inner city experience, you know. And I think it's super relevant today to have these kind of like anthemic party jams, but that are talking about something with a little bit more weight. Yeah. And, you know, I envision like... uh, you know like a song that kind of as you walk down the street singing it you know in the back of a truck like just gets everyone out of the house moving and grooving and kind of bringing people together, really, kind of this call for uh people you know rallying cry to get people together and 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 create some kind of like movement and based on this real kind of high level choice of wanting to um support one another yeah. and ultimately like love one another and ultimately like provide a space for everyone to thrive yeah. you know and if we can make like these funk jams that have that kind of message i think that would be awesome and i think that's what we're trying to do next yeah,
0: yeah. and kind of going off that i think a lot of <laughs> especially latino music like if you listen to that's okay mm-hmm. if you listen to like uh like old salsa songs yeah. from like cuba yeah. Yeah. you know they have like the beat and everything and the groove but in the background, in the lyrics, they have, like, the message. And yeah. it's like, that's mm-hmm. just as important.
2: Yeah, yeah. And part of, I think, the idea with this, uh, maybe with this next film project is that um, Justin, um, his dad, is a really kind of established, well-known studio musician from way back, from the 60s and 70s and the old nine, you know? He still plays, and he still plays a lot. Wow. So um, Justin grew up in some pretty interesting household in the sense where, like, was hanging out with like Earth Wind and Fire, his their kids and just Yeah, really heavy people. So his idea was exactly that, getting legend L.A. funk legends and working with them because it's like just doing a funk record, you know, kind of like getting that that old LA kind of sound, whether it's like uh people like Indugu Chancellor, people mm-hmm. like um what's the name of the singer? Oh, um, Jackson Jr. And, and um uh, got her name. Patrice, sure. Patrice yeah. Russian, you know, she's jammed with us before. And, uh, so it's kind of like tapping into that historic LA funk too, mm-hmm. not just funk for funk's sake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I think we have even more like ideas of, for, um, Um, original music you know Um, we were just on the road with uh, yeah like yeah like uh, there's this um, band called Squirrel Nut Zippers and one of the main guys in that band is his name is Jimbo and he's connected to the whole um, um, you know what's the name of that record Uh, uh, Fat Possum Possum Records he's uh, made like
1: crazy old blues records this is a part of Mississippi that is like known for like um um uh, the the guys, the studio musicians who all played on like Aretha Franklin. There was a most of them were white dudes. Yeah, everyone thought they were black dudes. Huh. Um, like Muscle Shoals area kind of stuff, and he kind of grew up in that with like Jim Dixon, who's a very well-known producer and studio musician. And and uh, you know he's he passed, but uh, so like all of that, like he had this idea of you know putting this in a room and getting a real grimy, almost like Black Keys kind of. Like like bluesy type like of vibe, but all oh, like Gumbia stuff. Oh man! So and we were all totally hype on that idea. So you know, there's a few things in the in in our heads that I think are seem to be inspiring people. So I think we're ready to kind of hit hit, hit, hit these new ideas. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, your last album was 2014, Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, so it's good to see you guys yeah. kind of back in the back in the game, so yeah. to speak.
1: We need a, we need a little break
2: well we yeah. were just busy playing around the world you know what i mean it's like man we're 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 never stopped that's the thing yeah. It's like even when we're not making records we're like um being the house band for the espy awards doing this doing that you know it's like always playing somewhere s- every weekend mm-hmm. you know so for all the people out there um you know it's like you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter and if ve- or our website, website, and you can figure out if Ozo Motley's playing somewhere near you because mm-hmm. we're always on the road, brother. And you
0: guys are playing near us, uh, you guys are playing Cinco de Mayo, House yes,
2: the, the Cinco, the Drinko, <laughs> yeah. the Mayo. We're playing the House of Blues, and we will be honoring that historic battle in Puebla. You know, <laughs> you know what, we actually legit played a real Cinco de Mayo party. Yeah. In Puebla, they have brought us what? over there to yeah. play the real deal Cinco de Mayo party, and I don't think we could top that. I don't know. That just, you know,
0: like that sounds like. I don't, I don't care.
2: I don't care if there's a I dollar think there tecates was a in, Yeah, in but, sight. yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> but um, was no, real. yeah, it was real. But but it's um. It wasn't just a beer
1: commercial.
2: But we are playing <laughs> at the House of Blues, uh, the the newly renovated House of Blues in Anaheim. And with the banda, uh, La, Mar- La Maravillosa. And, uh, and we're going to have the mariachis again. We're going to have Charlie Tuna again.
0: Charlie Tuna? Tuna.
2: I don't know if G-Love. Maybe G-Love, too. You know, we don't know. But we are having special guests. So it's going to be... Uh, a really crazy night Get your tickets It's definitely gonna sell out yeah. If not sold out already But I'm pretty sure There's still some
1: tickets
0: Yeah Yeah and I've been to The new House of Blues Um, It's like a beautiful venue It's like yeah. really big It's spacious
1: Yeah i never been to The new one So I'm excited about that it's, you know, But it's also The day our record comes out Yeah So it's like this whole yeah. Party that My we're My friend
2: did some art For the new one Oh yeah Go Yeah Yeah uh, Johnny Command Z oh, cool. He did some really Really cool artwork
1: At the new one So Nice So we're looking forward To that And we always have Great shows down there so. Yes Yeah
0: And You know They probably love you guys Yeah we want so. everybody
1: To come out Yeah And Yeah Santana. Ana, Ana <laughs> Santana, yeah. <laughs> that's what... Uh, I don't
0: know if you guys are familiar with uh, Gustavo Arellano. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. comes yeah. in here and, and to the same studio and he does his podcast. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The whole Santana thing. Yeah, sure. I always see him on Twitter, that's man. Nice. Yeah. I always see him on Twitter. And he was He's on Anthony
2: Bourdain recently. Yes, was he? he was. It yeah, was? was? Yeah. What yeah. yeah. was <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. he, he and, uh, doing uh, Esteban too, the, Esteban. T- t- yeah, the
0: photographer about him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's pretty Oriol? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think we've gone for like man it's been like 30-35 cool.
1: minutes whatever, so whatever whatever
0: works yeah you guys wanna you know plug anything else you guys plugged your show plugged uh, the, yeah, album. the album plug Yeah, the we
1: want you to come May 5th we want you to check out our new music and we want you to come and celebrate with Ozomali whenever you get the chance yeah sure I'll, I'll be out there so right uh, You can come say hi to me too Yeah, yeah. for sure You can go yeah. Yeah.
2: Give a shout out to Salinas off yeah. the On the stage homie Yeah Yeah, yeah, man. yeah there you go yeah. That was
1: one of our Biggest gigs ever The very first time We, we had a huge gig It was for the Strawberry workers Watsonville, And it was in Watsonville Watsonville Yeah, yeah. my family used to live in Watson We played yeah. play this Otherwise known as Watson
2: Watson Yeah <laughs> <laughs> We played this Oh, You know the funny story Is it was one of our Early gigs right So we used to be That kind of band that we would play, like, four gigs in a day. We wouldn't care. Uh-huh. We'd would go to, like, different places. Yeah. Hey, we're, gonna, we're playing. Yeah. And, I mean, we had a crazy, like... We drove from San Diego? No, it was from LA. Pomona. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had a gig in Pomona. We drove all night, all night to get to Watsonville yeah. at, like, wow. 6 or 7 in the morning. To play for over ten thousand workers, yeah. and everybody was there. There was—I forgot. Well, there was another banda there too. Yeah, was it yeah. Bronco? I don't yeah. remember who it was, yeah. but it was crazy. Um, and don't ask us how we made it. Did that drive? Yeah. But Non-stop. we did. Yeah, that's yeah. seven yeah. hours. That's
1: yeah. a lot. There's a lot of us. That's a lot. Yeah, and a everyone lot. just took turns driving. Yes. <laughs> Man.
2: Like Japanese uh, uh, fighter pilots. That's yeah. how I did it. Cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, Salinas just t- kind of talking about my hometown a little yeah. bit. It's like 80% Mexican. Yeah. And most of them come from, like, Michoacan. So y- anytime you get a or mariachi out there, the whole town yeah. shows up. There so. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, we
2: have a good rep in those in those towns. Yeah, it's fun. Remember that one time when we played Watsonville, um, yeah. Bob even showed up. Oh, yeah. Bob, Richie Valens' his brother, the what? whole Valens family came out. Yeah and 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 cuz she's like oh um he was still a tough dude. Too. And no yeah it was <laughs> crazy cuz <'cause> like, <laughs> this lady comes up to me and she's like hey you know I love you guys you know you guys um and and then I'm like oh, and she's like yeah we're the Valance family and at first I didn't put it together yeah. I'm like Valance oh you mean like Richie Valens and then you know of course cuz Richie Valens like another guy who's in the pantheon of like Chicano Mexicano rock legends oh yeah. you know and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm her sister. I'm like, get out of town. And then she's like this. She's like, and you see that? That's Bob right there. And I'm like, that's Bob, yo. And it's this old dude with a motorcycle jacket. And I'm first I'm like, dang, that's like the movie. <laughs> and sure enough... He was still, like, he was an old man, but he you could tell he was tough as nails and he was yeah. feisty, you know? Yeah. You know, he was slap you if you say something smart. You're you like are
0: like the kind of, you know, smoke two packs a day hey. and kind of, like, talk like, with the yeah, really raspy right. Yeah, he smells
2: like Mall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Old Spice. Yeah. You know? Man. But, no, it was really cool meeting the Valens family, and it was really, they, they they signed some stuff for me and whatever, and it was, you know, that connection, that kind of, like, yeah. hey, like, here's um, kind of, I guess, that, that, that. I guess stamp of approval from them was mm-hmm. meant a lot to me. Eh? I don't know. <laughs> so
0: is that the the like kind of craziest uh, meetup story you have? or oh, no, uh, no, no, there's, plenty,
1: plenty, there's plenty. plenty. There's plenty. There's oh, lots. So, of crazy okay. Ones. So
0: if you had a, like you know you're talking at a bar with the with a girl or something and, and she's like oh who's the you know what's the craziest person you met or whatever what Craziest person
1: we met? Well, there's a bunch of them. You mean yeah. like a famous person? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Just, oh well, one
2: time uh, we made Obama laugh. We played for him at the USC concert, and then, um, you know, this is, I think, for his second-round uh, election, yeah. and, you know, we're playing, and then we finished playing, and then they were, like, uh, we we're still standing on stage, like, you guys got to come over here right now. So we go to the back of this building, and uh, we're just kind of standing around, like, what's going on, yeah. you know, and then you see these ninja fools that are dressed all in black and have, like, they look like, you know, like uh, Call of Duty, and um, boom. Obama shows up. President Obama just rolls up on us and he's like, "Hey guys, thanks for playing the show," <laughs> and we're like, "Whoa," you know. Yeah. And we just started talking basketball. We started talking about a lot of Hawaii stuff, you mm. know, because then we started making him laugh, you know. Yeah. And oh, then boy. I'm driving down the freeway later, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I just met like the guy who could, you know, blow up the world and kill me, whatever." Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head, the president, know? yeah, the president. You know, uh,
1: what's another person, crazy person we've met? I mean, I mean, so a lot of people. I mean, I remember the first time we met Santana because first we played we with him. That was, nuts. that was a trip because, for me, you know, as a guitarist, like that's kind of a big deal. And and we got to play with him. Our first first time we played with him was at Anaheim. Was at was we used to be called the Pond. I think now it's mm-hmm. called the Honda Center. And uh, it's like nineteen thousand people and. And, and he was just, he was just a musician, you know? He just got us up on stage and talked to us and was really into what we were doing and come backstage, Raul, and you know, and show me, and you know, grab my guitar. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> A little
0: nervioso? <laughs> I,
1: mean, I was just, it's trippy, you know? But, yeah. but the more experience of that you have, I think what's cool is most of the time, everyone's pretty cool, most of the time, like the, all that kind of myth and imagery that people have to project you know, because it's part of the entertainment business. Yeah, is, yeah they're all just musicians, you know. Yeah. And and in that scene, it was cool. He was totally just, like, wanting to know how we did what we did. And, whoa, well, what is that? What instrument is that? I was playing Harana. And he was like, oh, oh let me see that. And, and we ended up jamming with him that night. Like, literally, like, if we were in a garage. Hmm. Like, looking at each other, like, what do you want to play? <laughs> and just, like, everybody throwing down. And, I, and that kind of... Um, Freedom in that setting and that kind of communication with someone like that and all these other wonderful musicians—that's it's just cool, you know. It's just like that. So, I think we've been lucky to have those kinds of experiences. And um, you know, most of the time, I'm happy to say that the very famous people that we've met are not jerks. Yeah, that's good.
0: There's
2: been some jerks, but (laughs) because of that
1: Santana tour, it's crazy. Because just from that
2: two national tours, we did one with Mana, then we just did one with him. It's like the level of people that we got to meet Mm -hmm. around that. You know, we got to meet Pharoah Sanders, real famous saxophonist. We got to meet Prince in Minneapolis, yo. Like me and Justin rolled up on him and we're trying to get a signature. We didn't get it, but just Prince knowing who we were and was like, I like you guys. That was enough for me. I walked away really happy. You know, uh, Larry Graham Jr. was there that day. Um, uh, It's just a lot of people we've gotten to meet and gotten blessed to meet um through being in this band it's uh it's unbelievable actually you know some pretty powerful people some pretty uh un- uh non-powerful people <laughs> but yeah. uh, inspiring people you know people you've never heard of you know um that no one's kind of heard of but yet is are super inspiring individuals you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then you got the new generation of you know latino la musicians who are Probably going to come up to you guys after shows and be like, all oh, let me I'm going to act autograph. like a
2: jerk and blow their bubble. Be like, what do you want, kid? Just get away
0: from me. Get out of here. Go, go get me a water. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh,
2: you thought I was cool? Not.
0: <laughs> man.
2: I'm just playing. I got love, baby. Yeah, yeah.
0: You guys are nice guys. You guys see my cool game. Yeah, gamers. man. Yeah, yeah, We're super nice and... All right, well, uh, we should get out of here. The studio is really starting to warm up now. So cool, man. Yeah, yeah. like I had to turn on the air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's tan, tan, uh, what is it called? They're cheap. They're cheap. gold yeah. trying to save money.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool,
1: but, um, Where's all that money go? <laughs> Um, yeah, man, we're happy to be here. Thank you so much. And yeah. We hope you uh, check out our new record, and we'll see you again.
0: Yeah, this has been uh, an afternoon with, with Ozomatli. Cool. Uh, and Ule here at uh, KUCI, and I'm your host, Miguel Alejandra. And uh, where can we check you guys out online?
1: Right on. Thank you so much. Ozomatli.com. Easy. Ozomatli and Facebook. Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. Uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah. Ozamali. Yeah,
0: new new record comes out May 5th, yes. vinyl, CD, digital. Yes. Get it. Do and. It uh Yeah. Old and new. Yeah, and House of Blues, Anaheim. May 5th. There you go. All right.
1: So anyways, thanks so much for coming out, guys. Right on. Thank Thank you, thank you.